Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All set for your flight? Yep, I've got everything I need. Eye mask, neck pillow, T-Mobile, headphones. Wait, T-Mobile? You bet. Free in-flight Wi-Fi. 15% off all Hilton brands. I never go anywhere without T-Mobile. Same goes from a water bottle, chewing gum, nail clippers, okay, passport. Okay, I'm going to leave you to it. Find out how you can experience travel better at T-Mobile.com slash travel. Qualifying plan required. Wi-Fi were available on select U.S. airlines. Deposit and Hilton Honors membership required for 15% discount. Terms and conditions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boys. Come on, boys. Boom, the boys are back, and uh, happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there. I usually end the show saying this, but I, I do truly love every single one of you. The community we've built, yes, and you, Chauncey. Uh, the community we've built, and uh, you know, we're coming up, we're, we're like a month out from our five year anniversary, um, ha- has been amazing. Um, so I, I hope all of you are doing well. I hope everyone is having a great Valentine's day and we have our first Q and I mean, God, have we, have we done a Q and a show? I mean, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, but before we get into it, I want to give a shout out to Manhattan Brewing Company. They have the best Fat Tuesday celebration in the state of Kansas with signature cocktails and signature beers coming up. So if you want to be at the best Fat Tuesday party, you know, with Cajun food that might make you think you're in New Orleans, check out Manhattan Brewing Company this Fat Tuesday. You're going to enjoy yourself, I promise. Also, hey, big basketball game on Saturday. It's at 1 p.m. Show up. They're, they're opening up, I believe, at 11. Get a couple beers and then responsibly get to Bramage Coliseum before we take on the Iowa State Cyclones. All right, we got a lot of good questions. Uh, I'm recording this at 1029 on Super Bowl Sunday. I hope everyone is pumped. I hope the Chiefs won. Uh, I hope I'm not jinxing this, you know, from uh, the future. I hope they win. Um I'm a big Chiefs fan. I know a lot of you are as well, so I I, I hope so. So uh, we'll see what happens. Let's get into it. Have a handful of really good questions. Um, and yeah, we're just going to get into it. 
We'll give a shout out. The good chef Andre Napier had a lot of them. Uh, he's always good for a bunch of good questions. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just going to get into it. All right. Uh, first is Cody Izern, who uh, our favorite K State sports employee. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, God, it's close. I like a lot of you guys, but Cody's probably one of, if not my actual favorite. I don't know. I'll power rank things at uh, this off season. But he asked, "What's the one?" Update to Bramlage you would uh, do to make it elite. Mid-level concourse, party lounge, courtside hot tub. Um, So this is what I would do. This is really just kind of like me. Uh, You know, I I would like a second Legends room. Um, So you could either get it so the donation level to go into either Legends Room 1 or Legends Room 2, whichever, uh, however you want to phrase it. Um, I, I I just, I, I would just like kind of like a meeting place where, you know, hey, you know, I can grab some uh, food that is a little bit above the concession stand type thing, a little bit of a lounge uh, where, you know, hey, you can get, you know, some liquor. It, it doesn't have to be beer, but hey, you can get beer on tap as well. Um, because I always get to games so early. You know, I'm I'm getting to games an hour beforehand every single time. That's just kind of the way I am. But I would just like a second one so, hey, they could lower the barrier of entry donation-wise um, because they have two spaces. Uh, so that's what I would do. Um, it's very selfish, uh, I like the look of Bramlage Coliseum. Um, I know some people don't. I, I don't get it. I think that they've done a great job adding those loge boxes. I, I think that they probably could add, um, you know, more loge, you know, go around uh, the entire stadium or t- entire arena, excuse me, because um, it's mainly right now just on the east side. Um, and one, I, I think what that would be the north end. So you have the north end premium. And then wrapped around the east side, I would add loge boxes, you know, in the south and then around the west as well. Um, but ultimately, I like Bramlage. I, I know a lot of folks don't. I, I think those are folks who either are old people who are just mad they moved away from uh, Ahern and they're more mad about, you know, how we botched, you know, life after Long Kruger than they really are about moving buildings. Um, but those are my thoughts. Um, the next one from Matthew Scar. Uh, backing up Deuce as a freshman, DJ ran for over 500 yards this year. And, you know, I think he received for over 100 as well. Uh, what does he do next year? 1,000, 1,200? So DJ and Treshawn Ward, who we got from uh, Florida State, are going to be a little bit of thunder and lightning combination. No one is going to be Deuce Vaughn, but Treshawn is is a little bit more of that home run hitter uh, when DJ is going to be a little bit more of that doubles hitter. Um, Will he get to 1,000? Oh, man. I'll say this. I I think DJ Giddens goes for 1,000 yards from scrimmage. I don't know. I, I think he'll probably get... Maybe 700, 800 yards rushing, 200, 300 yards receiving. Um, but I do think it's going to be a balance between those two guys. I think Treshawn Ward is going to have a big season, but I but I think uh, DJ will have a good one as well. 
I like this one from DMelo4 uh, because it's always a great conversation. Would you rather be the Big 12 champions or go to the Elite Eight? So here's here's how I'm going to answer this. First off, uh, the Elite Eight is the barrier. This is this is the only way it even becomes a conversation. If you're saying, hey, you go to the Sweet 16, um, then no, it, it's Big 12 champions. I'll, I'll take Big 12 champions even if it's shared. I'll, I will take that 100 out of 100 times. Now... If you're telling me Elite Eight and we lose, no matter what, hey, we lose the Elite Eight game. Um, And if you win the Big 12 championship, hey, you can, you might lose in the Sweet 16 or you might lose in the round of 64. Um, But you are 100% losing that Elite Eight game. I'm still taking the Big 12 championship. We have, I mean, I've seen us now, you know, I've been in person to seeing us lose one Elite Eight game. You know, I I think we're like 0-6 in the last Elite Eight games. I'm not, I don't want to be right on that cusp of the Final Four again and lose. um, And know you're going to lose. Like saying, hey, look, Elite Eight, you lose, that's fine. I'm taking the Big 12 trophy. Um because again, that that is a stretch of eighteen games, not you know, not a stretch of three. You know, now if you're telling me Big Twelve Championship or hey, you made the Elite Eight open ended, maybe you win, maybe you lose. Um, I'm taking the Elite Eight at that point because um, winning a regional, you know, going to the Final Four, th- that's the fun part about college sports i've talked about it a handful of times in college football talking about college football and like all these different benchmarks all these different things about college football uh you can have a successful season hey you can have a meaningful season all these different benchmarks that make it not about you know winning the national title not in, in a lot of them not even making the playoff college basketball there really is all these tiers. Hey, you know, uh, you know, for, for me, like, truly, th- this is this is how I rank things. Um, number one, obviously, national title. Number two, making the Final Four. Number three, especially with the caliber of the Big Twelve, winning winning the Big Twelve regular season. Um, number four, losing the Elite Eight. Number five, losing in the Sweet Sixteen. Um, the, the next one would probably be win, winning the Big 12 tournament and then it would be losing in the round of 32, then it's making the tournament. You know, that's kind of how I do the hierarchy of uh, what what makes college basketball special. But, but again, you know, making the tournament, making the second weekend, going to the Final Four, all those things are massive. Um, but, but the step up, you know, from the Sweet 16 to losing the Elite Eight, I mean, it's nice being there, but it, it's not... You know, it's not game-changing. Um, so if you're telling me we're going to lose in the Elite Eight, I'm taking the conference championship. I would love everyone else's uh, thoughts on this. Uh, let me know. Let me know your thoughts. Um, Chef Andre Napier, who's going to be your Valentine for the 2023 football team? I mean, Giddens has to be one of them. Um, that's a good question. Um, DJ, RJ Garcia, I've been an RJ Garcia guy from the beginning. Um, I, I really like Jacob Parrish, but on, on offense, I'm, I'm going to stick with DJ Giddens 
And on defense, I'm going to say Wesley Fair. I think Wesley Fair has a chance uh, to see some real playing time at safety as a true freshman. Chef Andre Napier again. Would you rather finish third in the regular season and win the Big 12 tournament or regular season champs in a first-round exit in the Big 12 tournament? Uh, 100% regular season champs in a first-round exit in the Big 12 tournament. I don't value the Big 12 tournament a ton. You know, I, I would put winning the Big 12 in front of winning a round of 64 game. Um, but I, I don't put a lot of value in the Big 12 tournament. Would I like to win? Yes. I, I think it would be a ton of fun, especially living in Kansas City, knowing that I typically go to all the games K-State plays in Kansas City. I would have a blast. But the value, I, I put a much, much, much higher value on winning the Big 12 uh, regular season than I do uh, the tournament. Chef Andre Napier, which of Tang's assistants have been most valuable? I think you have to go with Jareem Dowling. Uh, he has seemingly been the lead guy for almost every recruit we've brought in. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm struggling to think, you know, I, Yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess I'd have to sit down and actually go back and look, but it seems like Jarim Dowling is the guy who gets mentioned with the recruits the most outside of Jerome Tang. Uh, his visibility on social media, his ability to try to build up the brand of K-State basketball, I think uh, Jarim Dowling has been the most effective guy. I don't know what his actual role is on the team. I know Rodney Perry gets a lot of credit for the offense. I don't know if Dowling is like a big-time defensive guy. But his visibility uh, on social media, on uh, you know getting in with recruits, I, I think it has to be Jarim Dowling. Uh, next one, is love overrated by the good chef Andre Napier? I would say no. Um, seemingly ever since, you know, you get your first puppy love crush in first grade until really the day you die, you're, you're either chasing love or trying to hold on to love. Uh, you know what? 82% of movies have some sort of you know, love plot line, some sort of relationship plot line, even if, you know, the movie's about, you know, Pearl Harbor. Oh, hey, we're going to we're gonna shoehorn in some sort of, you know, love interest story. You know, books, music, plays, everything kind of revolves around this idea of a quest for love, sometimes getting mistaken for lust. Um, but, yeah, it seems to be like the driving, one of the driving forces, you know, of... Uh, you know, humanity. It, it's, you know, kind of, it's like the quest for love and the quest uh, for money for, you know, a lot of folks. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it's overrated. I, I, I think, uh, I think love is awesome. The next one from Keontae or from uh, Andre Napier, hypothetically, would you take another season of Keontae Johnson or Deuce Vaughn? Um, I'm going to say Keontae Johnson and quite frankly, I don't know if it's even close. Um, the value of a single player in basketball, uh, especially a great to elite level, um, 
is exponentially bigger than it is in football. I think Deuce Vaughn would have a massive season for us. I do. Um, But people already heard how bullish I am on DJ Giddens. I think Treshawn Ward is going to have a massive season for us as well. Um, I think, and, and you know, answering this after Keontae Johnson's finally held under double digit points, had another five turnover game. Um, but if you look, if you start looking at next season, yes, you have three blue chip recruits coming in and you have some guys coming back, but you know, Naquan Tomlin, um, who, who I think is going to take leaps and bounds in between this year and next year, but he's going to be your top contributor coming back. You have Ish Masood, who really is just a streaky three-point shooter. Cam Carter, who who can go uh, full-on missing on offense. Um, Bebe's, no, Bebe's not even coming back. You have Jarrell Colbert, Taj Manning, and uh, Anthony Thomas coming off their redshirt year. You have uh, Finister. Look, you're losing a lot of your scoring. Uh, so if you could get Keontae Johnson to come back, um, I, I would take that over hypothetically Deuce Vaughn. Uh, I think there's no next to no chance Keontae Johnson comes back, um, and they're going to have to they're going to have to do some stuff in the portal uh, to get the team back and going. But again, we, we saw we we saw Coach Tang um, bring in what was it eleven new players, and um, despite how frustrating and how maddening two of the last three games have been. Um, we're going to be a four or five seed, maybe a six seed in the NCAA tournament. We're going to finish in the upper middle class of the Big 12. Um, you know, he, he's starting to get his foundation. So I I think that they'll be able to find uh, some sort of alpha in the transfer portal to pick up some of the scoring load. Uh, but I would take Keontae Johnson. The good chef Andre Napier, you can turn any loss into a win from this basketball season what are you changing? Um, the Texas game, 100%. Um, you, you switch that Texas game, even with what we saw in Lubbock, Texas, instead of being in a tie for, what what is it, fifth place, sixth place now? Let me pull it up. Yeah, we're in a three-way uh, tie for fourth place now. So we're in a three-way tie for fourth place. Uh, we would be in a four-way tie for first if you just flip that Texas game. So that's easy, the Texas game. I know a lot of you probably would say, oh, the KU game so you can sweep them. No, no, that that does nothing. If you were able to switch that Texas game, like, yes, as frustrating, as mad, as pissed off as I was uh, after that Texas Tech result, uh, you're in a you're in a four way tie, four first, and all those teams have to play each other. Um, so I mean, you'd be in a situation where uh, you'd have to be feeling pretty good about getting at least a share. Now uh, you're not getting a share. Um, you know, you're looking at you know third or fourth place at best. Uh, so. It sucks, um, but but definitely that Texas game. Definitely that Texas game. Uh, Jake Gordon next. If you put their respective sports as a player, 
what position would you put Jerome Tang and Chris Kleiman at, uh, which would be less of a liability on the field or court? So first off, Jerome Tang would be less of a liability uh, on in basketball. Uh, so I, I, I just talked about how, yes, one individual player makes so much more impact in football. If they are good to great, um, it makes so much more impact on basketball than football, except for maybe at the quarterback position. Uh, but you can also hide guys. Um, you can play zone on defense. You can kind of just sit them in the corner on offense and just have them sit there, try to drain a wide open three. You can hide a bad player on in basketball. Uh, you can't really do that in football. Um, so, I mean, Jerome Tang would be, you know, the shooting guard and just tell him, or the, the wing and just tell him to sit in the corner and hopefully he can hit a shot and then you're playing zone defense. Uh, Chris Kleiman, I mean, he played safety uh, back when he played, but God, that would be bad. I mean, have him be the running back and uh, just have him try to chop down on a defensive end, I guess. I mean, that that would not be good. That would not be good. Chris Common scares me, but that wouldn't be great. Uh, Ace Edwards uh, with a great question. Well, he has a few of them. If you had to build your own 10-team conference with no restrictions, what 10 schools are you adding all sports? So what I'm doing is I I am going my dream conference. So it's going to be, it is going to be a, it's going to be a little bit of a mix of a few things, um, because you have to, you have to get money. Um, but I, I am going Kansas state, KU, Iowa state, Missouri, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, Texas, Texas A&M and Arkansas. Wait, is that nine or 10? Hold on. Let, let me do that again. K-State, KU, Iowa State, Missouri, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, Texas A&M, Arkansas. All right, and then one more. Because I don't care about Colorado. Oh, Nebraska. Nebraska, definitely. Yeah, no, that's what I'd do. Basically, it would be the old Big 8, no Colorado. I don't give a shit about them. And then uh, you add, you know, three, you know, Southwestern Conference schools, um, Texas, Texas A&M, and Arkansas. Um, It's geographical. You have historic rivalries. Uh, You have enough, quote-unquote, big-name brands um, that you get a decent TV deal. Uh, And I think it would be fun. So that's what it'd be. Uh, the old Big 8, kick out Colorado, add Arkansas, and then Texas and Texas A&M. What's the best almost happened episode of the show? Um, we almost had Brett Yormark on about a month ago. That would have been really good. Um, we've come moderately close to getting Eric Stone Street on the show. Um... 
Well, the first time we, we, we thought we were going to get Jacob Poland on like a million different times. Um, finally got him on like a year ago today. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, th- those are probably it. Like some guests that came close. Um, <laughs> almost had John Curry on the show. Uh, just kind of presented ourselves as a college sports podcast. Um, had it scheduled and he, uh, he found out we were a K state show and he, he came up with an excuse not to, I've actually met John Curry a handful of times. Um, so that one would have been pretty, I think that one would have been funny. Um, thought we were going to get Gary Patterson on, uh, at a media days, uh, we weren't able to make the media days and then their, their sports information director, uh, canceled on us. I was going to ask him about, uh, you know, you know, the infamous him accepting the job, but then turning and then turning it down saga. Um, so that could have been good, but yeah, those are a handful of the guests that we came really close to having on the show. Uh, so those are probably, those are probably the ones. Uh, would you rather have Chauncey be able to speak English or would you be able to want to speak dog? I'd want to speak dog. Um, I love Chauncey very much. Yes, that's you, buddy. But I don't need him speaking English. I think he would get kidnapped. I think he would get taken away by science. I would rather be able to speak dog. Um, and I could talk to other dogs as well. Um, but yeah. I would rather speak dog. 100%. All right, we got uh, SL Keck next. What's your biggest guilty or guilty pleasure reality show? Um, I don't know what be, would be considered like guilty pleasure because it'd be like, oh, I mean, so I, I really like this show, You. So we, we have the first part of season four that just dropped. I'm rewatching from the beginning. Um, but I feel like people like that show. I, I don't think that's like super niche. So I don't know if that's a guilty pleasure so, show. Uh, I watched all five seasons of New Amsterdam pretty quickly for it just being like a generic hospital drama show. Um, college on Netflix. I've It's only two seasons. It's two minute episodes. Uh, just two seasons. I didn't get a third season, but I've read a few times. Um, I don't think many people really care for that show. Um, so those are examples. Um, but yeah, rest of my, what I would consider guilty pleasure shows are reality shows. So those are mine. What, what are yours? Steve, uh, tweet at Scott Wildcat at Bosco's boys, uh, Steve and anyone else, uh, tell me your biggest guilty pleasure, non-reality TV shows. What's more likely one K state player making the first team, all big 12 or any number of K state players making the first team. I- I'm guessing this is for basketball and before the Texas tech game, I would have said any other number. I, I would have said that Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson are both a lock for first team. Um, but with six games left, I don't know if it is a lock. I, I think if you're playing the odds, it is still any other number. Um, because if these two get hot in the final six games 
And uh, I don't know if awards are before or after the Big 12 tournament, but if they get hot in the next six games, then, like, yes, it's not going to take most much for both those guys to get back to lock status. And if they continue both to, like, kind of tumble a little bit, they both could find themselves on the second team. So I'm saying um, any number other than one. And then SL Keck asks, if Klein left for a head coaching job at, say, Auburn, we'll say any comparable type program, would he come back after success there? I would like to say yes. I would like to say yes. But if you're saying success at Auburn, their their level for success is national championship. Um, so if, if, if we're saying success at Auburn, so meaning national championship, then no, I, I, I don't think so. Um, I used to think that Brad Underwood, whenever the time came, whenever Bruce either retired or got fired, Brad Underwood would be the guy. I thought that. Um, but I think I was just kind of given a harsh dose of reality. Now, Colin Klein and Brad Underwood are totally different people. And also what level of success we're talking about could be different. Are we saying like K-State level of success? Hey, a handful of 10-win seasons. Maybe he wins the SEC but loses in the playoff. Um, Maybe because Auburn people are crazy. They're firing coaches left and right. Uh, But I I don't think so. I, I think maybe I'm being a little bit jaded from... Brad Underwood, who, you know, he has like a conference tournament championship and a Big Ten regular season championship. Uh, and I don't even really think he has that much success in the NCAA tournament. I'd have to go back and look and see what he's done at Illinois. Um, but for better or worse, he, he played K-State a little bit to get a massive raise at Illinois. I don't... I. I go back and forth on this, but my gut and my heart tells me that he never truly thought, yeah, I'm going to go back home to K-State when we had this opening. So, uh, so I'm a little bit jaded. Um, so I'd like to say yes, but my, I, my ultimately I would say no handful of questions left. Uh, we got a couple from Connor Baltazar. Um, if you were to go to a game match slash match, of a non-rev sport in 2023, what sport would you pick and why? I would choose the very first game in the brand new volleyball arena. I, I'm going to try to go to that regardless. Um, I think it's going. It, it's just another groundbreaking, another opening of a world-class facility for K-State sports. Um, so that is, that's what I would choose to go to. Um, I always enjoy Batcat games. Again, living two hours away um, makes it hard, uh, especially you know if they're just going to be you know you know lower middle class of the Big Twelve, close to the bottom of the Big Twelve. Um, you know, I've been to a handful of soccer games; those are fun. But I, I, I've been to a handful of women's basketball games. Um, but I think that very first game in the new volleyball arena, I, I do think I'm going to try to go there. Of the three 2023 basketball signings, who are you most excited for? I go back and forth on this, but currently I'm I'm going with uh, uh I'll go with RJ Jones. I I think he has the highest upside of any of the guys. Uh, that said, he might be the guy who, uh, it's a bit more of a learning curve early on. 
Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with R.J. Jones. Um, which of the incoming high school recruits for the football season are you hoping to see on the field the most next season? Uh, Wesley Fair. I, I think he's at a position uh, where we need him, and, and I think he can be a close to instant M- impact guy at safety. I think by Big 12 play, he's going to be getting uh, some re- reserve-type snaps, and maybe by the end of the season he's getting you know, 30, 40 snaps a game. Um, if Tang and Kleiman swapped roles for a season, how much drop-off would each respective sport have? That's from the good chef Andre Napier. This is a good one. Um, I I would say football would have less of a drop-off just because you have more coaches. Um, and, and basketball would see some drop-off. But ultimately, I mean, they both would have some drop-off. I, I, how tangible would it be? Ultimately, I, I mean, I, I think I think football may be a game or two. I mean, because Tang is a motivator. He is a guy who gets folks to believe in him. Um, yes, he, he's an X's and O's guy, sure. But his power, his superpower is getting folks to believe and run through a wall and all that type of stuff. Now, Chris Kleiman is much more subdued. I, I think he is probably more of an X's and O's guy. I think he's still very heavily involved in game planning. Um, and you only have you, you only have three other assistants plus the support staff. So I think football would probably lose a game or two. Uh, basketball, five to ten games, maybe. Maybe I'm underestimating. I probably am. I'm probably underestimating it like crazy. Um, hell, it might be big L's. I don't know. That's a great question. I truly don't know. Uh, we got three more questions left. Griff the DJ in the morning. Sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or... Sock, shoe, sock, shoe. So I'm actually boxer briefs, socks, shirt, pants, shoes. So the socks are the second thing that are going on for me, uh, you know, way before any shoes. And, and I'm always sock, sock. Uh, Powercat Ryan asks, how's your month going so far? Truthfully, uh, folks, like I, I, I'm not going to get into the details of it, but with the secret day job, uh, this has been the busiest, high-stressed um, six weeks I've ever had uh, of my professional career. Uh, I jumped into corporate America uh, immediately after graduate, or actually a month after graduating back in 2014, May of 2014. So basically, since June, July of 2014 to now, I've been in the corporate grind, and I've never been busier. I've never had more stress. I've never had more work-related uh I don't want to say anxiety because it's not anxiety, but I, I've never had more on my plate than I have the last six weeks. Uh, and it's been rough. I'll, I'll be honest. It, it's been rough. Uh, and there's still a while to go before the light at the end of the tunnel. So it's been a rough month if I'm being honest. And then finally, the final one, Valentine's day themed question from Bob Trollsby. What's the worst date you've ever been on now? Um, Front half of 2022, and hell, even the back half of 2021, I I've I went on a lot of first dates and a handful of second and far less third dates. Um, and the absolute worst, like two or three, I'm not going to mention on this show. Um, I'll, I'll tell anyone in person, but you know, I I'm not gonna put those on out here. Uh, the two or three worst, but some of the worst, like there's a couple different 
categories. Um, the, the one that sticks with me, uh, I, I, and I won't go here on first dates cause there's been a lot of bad first dates, but back when I was going into the office, um, I was near downtown near the crossroads. So I, I've gone on a handful of first dates with people like off Bumble or hinge, um, at international tap house and on Bumble and hinge, you, you, you put your height. So I, I think I'm probably five, seven and a half, but I always put five, seven because you know what, um, seems like women, some of them are really like, they're really uptight about, um, you know, how tall guys are. And, and I was actually wearing Chuck of boots. I was like taller than I usually am after work, just grabbing a beer, waiting for her to show up. She walks in. Like I stand up to say hi to her. She like literally says loud enough for people in. I tap to hear you're too short by walks out and and she was five, three. You know, it, it would have been one thing, you know, if she was like five, eight, five, nine, and she, like she was taller than me, that's fine. No, I was substantially taller than her. She was five, three. Um, and she said it loud enough, trying to embarrass me and just walked out. Um, so that's a bad one. Um, I was at, uh, oh man, what's the name of it? It's, it's the, uh. Strang Hall, that, that's what I was looking for, in, in Overland Park. And uh, we, we'd gotten drinks and we, we were just sitting outside. And uh, she was just, like, from the moment we sat down, she was just texting. She was on her phone, on her phone, not really conversing, just no effort. It was just horrible. Um, you know, there, there's there's been a few borderline type catfish situations, which a, you know, it is what it is. Um, I have not had any luck. (laughs) It's been a, it's been a rough run dates wise. So any female boneheads out there sliding the DMS, uh, you know, anyone want to set me up with their sister or cousin or anything, let me know. Uh, but I, I've gone on a lot of bad dates and, uh, I'm sure. And and you know what? I'm sure that there are some, females out there, some women out there that would say, uh, you know, I, I talked too much or, you know, they didn't like the sound of my voice or, uh, you know, I talked about Chauncey too much. Like, I, you know, I, I guarantee there are women who have walked away from dates with me who probably thought, man, he sucked. That was not fun. At least he paid for my drinks, but that was not a good date. So, uh, dating's, dating's tough folks. I, I, I gotta say and it only gets tougher uh, when you have to be like, oh yeah, you know, you're 30. You have to put that out there. Now I'm 31. So it's tough out there. So for all of you who, uh, have found your person, uh, celebrate them, tell them you love them, not just on Valentine's day, but any day. Uh, but yeah, that's all we have. Uh, it was a fun Q and a, the next one might be our fifth anniversary Q and a, um, as always use the hashtag ask Bosco. We will find them. Uh, But that's all we have uh, for Chauncey Bosco, for uh, myself, for Boneheads Everywhere. We love you guys. Happy Valentine's Day and go Cats. to see on
Podcast Network.